the World Series, where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball favor, catch it! The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball. I think maybe just a couple weeks ago I saw that uh, we, we made our final payment on uh, on Cano's deal uh, just recently, which I think was like three and a half million or something. And I'm wondering if that type of history and those kind of deals have a little bit of effect on the organization and how they approach those long-term deals since it's all guaranteed and, you know, looking at players' uh, longevity and, and kind of that freak out of like, oh, well, we got to get on this and sign these guys. Here's what they want. But maybe they're a little bit gun-shy just because of uh, – the history of, of, of some past deals. Oh, I totally agree with that. I think their philosophy is, is totally that um, they have not signed in least the Jerry DePoe area, a big name free agent for multiple years. The, mo- the, the latest and only was IOT, the, uh, the outfielder a few years ago. It seems to me the managed philosophy is, is to trade for these players because one, they know what their contract is. They know it's, you know, every, every free agent, it seems like, is just blowing the, uh, the, um, the salary out of the roof. So they get these guys in these trades. They're at a lower value right then, you know, from what they are. If they were to pay for a free agency now, it just seems like that's the way they like to do business, knowing that they're already locked in and a guy for a better rate. Yeah, I mean, the only big contract I can think of that Jerry's put out there, free agent, that didn't have a trade attached to it was Robbie Ray. I mean, last year he did spend, what, what's that, a $100 million contract for Robbie Ray, which... Yeah, you're right. Uh, Before that was IOTF, you're exactly right. And now that's not looking like anything. Um, uh, you know, a hundred million compared to these other contracts that we're, that we are seeing, um, you know, and again, like now we're into this, you know, complimentary one year guys that we're probably, to be honest, going to probably, as far as signings, probably not see anything until close to spring training. I mean, I'm just going down the outfield list as we're talking for complimentary players. Like we talked about some veterans for, for example, like an Andrew McCutcheon. That's another guy you're probably going to sign right now. But that's like a guy that's going to do one year. I also uh, heard J.P. Morosi talking about maybe a reunion with Nelson Cruz sounds good. But then when I hear that, I go, okay, we're talking again about a stationary DH. So if we were going to get a stationary DH, why weren't we looking at J.D. Martinez? Another guy left off the one-year deal, got a one-year deal from the Dodgers. Um Brantley, yeah, but I, I just I want hitting, and I I just don't really care where it fits in. I just want another bat in the lineup that can play four to five times a week. That's what I feel like the Mariners need, and they need it now. I mean, getting Nelson Cruz right now, I feel like is getting uh, that's like getting a Sean Alexander jersey for Christmas in 2013. <laughs> Maybe. But, I mean, he did have eye surgery recently. And he had, last year was his 
what first down year he's had in a long time and he went out and got eye surgery so maybe that's something that's gonna uh, you know i think he's still got one good run in him i wouldn't be mad if the mariners got him i know that they're like hey we're looking for a big right-handed power bat i mean that's what he is yeah i think the point you keep bringing up too in the last couple weeks is like with the shift going away how impactful is that on so many of these bats where we haven't seen the result of that for a lot of these players and jerry's talking about that too and that's where you're going to see these dead pull lefty hitters you know you know, make their hay. And like, that's why the Brantley one hurts me. But also again, like I mentioned, maybe it was a thing uh, that Brantley just wanted to stay with the world champions. It's not like he went, what would really piss me off is he, if he got like a one year deal with like the Kansas city Royals, then I'd just be pissed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this whole off season, you know, we just, it seems like they're just, you know, planning to go with Kelnick and left. I just wish they would kind of hedge their bets a little bit and spend a little money and have a backup plan. We were worried about the outfield situation last year with Hanniger being hurt and all these other things, and they talked about how deep the outfield was. Well, Hanniger's not here. We replaced him with Piazzer. Winker's not here. But we still have who everybody was talking about our deep outfield with Kelnick and Trammell and those guys. So you're in the same spot. So I just wish they would hedge their bets a little more because Kelnick isn't totally proven yet, even though I'm a, I, I want to give him time and want to see if he can develop. But, I mean, can you really just really legitimately count on him to have a breakout year this year? You can't because you haven't seen it yet. No, we've not even seen him get anywhere near 200. Well, I mean, also we, we saw – productivity out of a guy like Kyle Lewis and then we cut strings with him immediately after worrying about his health right so I wouldn't say it was immediately it was I mean pretty quickly that's a pretty quick turnaround from having AL rookie of the year to you're not on the team anymore I mean it and then even for a guy like Toro like a guy like Toro who wasn't that productive um, as a utility guy, but he was really young. So that's one of those where I feel like the other teams are kind of gambling on that is like, is that a player still in development? And I think that's almost what we have to hope for with Kelnick um, in, in what we might be able to I mean, move him for. I don't agree that it was a quick thing with, with Kyle Lewis. I think you didn't get anything out of him for 2021 because of the injury. And then this year there was a lot of, a lot of, uh, mystery about the knee, the, 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 the other injury from getting hit in the head. There was reports that he was getting second opinions. I mean, I'm sad that he's gone. I just don't think it was like really quick. I just felt like, the Mariners had too many of these uh, potential guys. And you look at Kyle Lewis, and yeah, he was the rookie of the year in 2020, but that season was two months long. So it's kind of like a guy that got hot for two months. And not even two months. Now that I'm looking back at it and not being the cheerleader on the sidelines about it, but we also had a guy like we have a guy like Kelnick that is one of those what if what's going to happen and we had Toro what if what was going to happen we had Winker what if he comes back we had to eliminate half of these what ifs 
and right as fans and as an organization, right, Hannah, you you definitely can't just have too many of these what ifs, or else you're just the Mariners again with the Ackleys and the Millers and the Zaninos and the you know that that we kind of we've lived through that. Yeah, absolutely. You said it perfectly, the what ifs. And I'm still high on Kelnick. I think it's way too early to give up on him. But it's the what ifs. I mean, you know, we need to supplement them with some other guys. So, you know, like I said, hedge our bets on these guys in case they they aren't the guy or not ready yet, you know, and we just haven't done that. And because we're in the position now of, being a playoff team two years ago, pushing for it last year, being in it, winning a series, playing a tight series against the event, the world champs. We expect more and we were told more about the, from the organization that we were going to go for it. So that's why we're all crazy and hungry for them to make that next step and that next move. And that's what makes this offseason so hard so far. And, and I hear you on the Toro thing though. Parmesan, uh, like the Toro, it's like we saw what he did at the end of 2021. You saw, you know, flashes of it last year, but there wasn't enough. And I feel like that was probably the sweetening of the deal to bring Wong here. But yes, there is a possibility that him and uh, Winker have good years this year and it could turn out to be a heavy price for what we're getting from Wong, but it's a big what if, right? I mean, I guess that was really my point is that uh, Toro is just really young. So, I mean, that's, I think that's good on the other teams for saying like, Oh, you know, maybe that guy hasn't really come into, you know, what he needs to be 